Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Janie Pilgrim, and this is The Deal. Welcome. Welcome to The Deal. I'm Janie Pilgrim, your host. This is a safe place for you to win the rat race. I always want to thank you for tuning in because there's always someone else you can listen to or someplace else you can be. But one thing I do want to guarantee is that this is the place where a little advice can change your life. Because sometimes it doesn't take a whole sermon. It doesn't take a whole bunch of talking at you to get you to get the point. My objective, my goal, my mission, my aim is to get pertinent information to you so that you can begin to take action on it. And so today's topic is, is your LinkedIn setting you up to win? And I chose this topic because there's so much social media out there and everybody knows that LinkedIn is the place for your professional social network. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, right? Your, your personal social network. It does. But at the end of the day, your network will be social and it will be personal. So those two actually do go together very well. So I'm going to spend a little time today talking about LinkedIn and what your LinkedIn profile should be saying about you. So I want you to stay tuned, get your pen, get your paper. And if you're at your computer, pull up your LinkedIn profile so that you can begin to look at that and see if it mirrors or matches the things that we're going to talk about today. So stay tuned, relax, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Janie Pilgrim, and I want to tell you about the Career Lounge. It's really the safe place for you to win the rat race. I provide training on what matters most in your career. You'll find topics like thriving in adversity, how to develop a winning 30-second elevator pitch, and what's the best way to find a job. It's more than just talk. I provide tools that help you achieve personal success. Check it out online at careerlounge.online. That's it, careerlounge.online. That's C-A-R-E-E-R lounge, L-O-U-N-G-E dot online. It's the right step to take you to the next step in your career. I'll see you online at the Career Lounge online. Welcome back. I hope you grabbed your pen and paper so that you can begin taking down notes in case you need them today so that you'll be able to Gather the information that is going to help you either land the job that you're looking for or just position you in the best light. A lot of times it may be just for networking and getting people to connect with you, like-minded people to connect with you or people who maybe they want to get into your industry 
It's a way to begin to build your connections because I often talk about your network and building your connections before you need them, right? It's kind of like putting money in the bank, right? You need to put money in the bank so that it's available when you really need it. The same thing is with your network and the same thing is with your connections. So grab your pen, grab your paper, and let's begin to discuss is your LinkedIn setting you up to win? Again, I thought this topic was timely. I'm always looking at my LinkedIn profile. It seems like lately I'm always on social media. So if you find yourself always on social media, please do not neglect to put your best face forward and your best foot forward on LinkedIn. It's not a social media like Facebook and Pinterest in that you post on what you had for lunch or where you hung out with your friends or your vacation photos. It's a professional network where you network with like-minded professionals, people who may be in similar industries or be in diverse industries. One thing I like to encourage you to do before we really get into the meat and potatoes of today's discussion is to think about your network very broadly. For example, my background is HR. I have a number of years in HR, training, development, platforming, recruiting. I have a specialty in recruiting, but I also have other interests. Like most people, we are creative human beings. And although we may have gone to college or we've chosen professions or our professions chose us and we are focused on that work that we're in, more than likely our interests are broad. And that being the case, you want to have a broad network again my HR background, but I also connect with people who are in entertainment. I love to see what they're up to. And partly because I have a children's book series and I want to have a connection of people who are in the media. I want to have a connection of people who are film experts, whether in editing or filming. I want a broad spectrum of people in my network. And I really think it's important to utilize the network in the vein that it was created LinkedIn has definitely progressed over the years. One of the things that I really think is really a neat feature in that when someone has a work anniversary or when someone posts information or when someone has an update that you get a an alert for that. I often use the work anniversary as a tool for me. I congratulate people for staying with their company a year, two years, 20 years. Uh, I touch base with them if I haven't spoken to them a long time. It's a trigger for me to say, oh, let me see who has work anniversaries. Who haven't I connected with in a long time? So it's a trigger for me to go in, wish them a happy anniversary, and reconnect with them, especially if I haven't done that over a year. Just the way life works, there are people who we connect with on an ongoing basis, and some people we just don't connect with that often. I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. LinkedIn can be very instrumental in helping you connect with people, even if it's once a year on their anniversary, to say, happy anniversary, what have you been up to? I would love to grab a cup of coffee, or maybe we can even have a conversation over the phone just to reconnect. So I definitely use that tool, and I I often recommend that people do the same. It's a great way to really engage your network. And the key word here is engage, because without engagement, You really don't put any tokens in the bank. You're just calling them up when you need them, and you really need to build your network up before you need it. Okay, so really getting into the topic 
at hands. How does your LinkedIn profile make you win? Well, the first thing you want to do is really have a good picture, right? I see some people put their pictures up on LinkedIn. And if this is you, yes, I'm talking to you. And it looks like they've been hanging out with some friends. And I guess if you are in certain professions, like if you're a filmmaker and you want to be artsy, that's fine. But I rather people err on the side of caution, right? Because there may be someone looking at you who may not necessarily be in your industry, but really think that your skill sets could be helpful. And sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. So you should have a professional looking LinkedIn profile picture. Now, you don't have to be in a suit, but it should be a nice background and preferably, you know, a smile. Smiles are always more inviting and you should look professional, whether you are a casual professional or you're in a suit and tie. I think that's very important to have a good picture. So if you're a person who looks like they're hanging out at the beach and that's on your LinkedIn profile, I strongly encourage you to change it. Um, if not necessarily for today, but for people who are viewing your resumes for opportunities that may be in the near future. So that's, that's the basics of what you should do. Okay. So people ask me all the time, should they put their resume on LinkedIn? And I'm really torn in answering that question. I think your resume is your resume. Your LinkedIn profile should obviously encompass your resume because it's really about what you've done. And some people do that really eloquently and nicely written in a bio format where it kind of encompasses everything that they've done. And some people do a task list of their resume. I think to answer your question, the people that have asked me before, and if you're listening, great. And people who have not asked this question, but they're wondering, here it is. It should encompass parts of your resume, but it should be, it can be broader than your resume. I encourage it to be broader than your resume. For example, even though I was doing recruiting and HR and training and development, I really don't focus a lot on my training and development, but I spend a lot of time. I'm actually really good at developing curriculum um, and doing detailed designs and job aids and really taking a concept from what it is that you want to train on and putting the training behind that. And so that's an area where you can actually really begin to blow that out on your resume, especially if you're looking for a job, right? You want it to be broad as possible because if you're going for a job where maybe 80% of it, I'm going to use HR as an example because that's where I have most of my experience. But if you're going for a job that's, I don't know, 70% recruiting, but they want some employee relations and they definitely want some training and development. And if you put that really minor on your LinkedIn profile, they may miss it. So what you really want to do is just blow out that you have some training and development. It could be broad. It could be long. I mean, here's the reality. Much like your resume, people are probably going to only read the beginning of your LinkedIn profile if it's, if it's lengthy. So what you want to do is put a positioning statement there or an achievement statement to say that, you know, um, I am an engineer who worked in X industry for X amount of years, serving over X amount of clients. This is what I provide. And, and a lot of things that you've done, put it on there. Now, you don't necessarily have to talk about every code that you've done. I would not recommend that. I would recommend the kind of jobs you've done. And if you've done other things out of the scope of your, your job or your job description, put that on your 
LinkedIn profile as well. Make it broad. Make the person know that although they're hiring you for X skills, that you bring Y and Z to the table. That's always nice. I know it's it's always been nice for me when I hire someone who has certain skill sets and then you find out they have other added value. That's always a plus. That's always a win-win for the individual as well as it is for the organization. Because the truth of the matter is, although an employer is hiring you for one job, all of your experiences, technical, soft skills, all of that comes with you. So as you bring all that and you add value and contribute to your organization, your employer benefits from that. And you should benefit from that experience by having that on your LinkedIn profile. So I hope it answered your question if you should have your resume on your LinkedIn. There is a feature where you can upload your resume and I would suggest that you do that in a PDF if you want. But so that way, if the person wants it, they can download it. I have done that and I thought that's been very helpful if I was searching for someone with a particular skill set that I couldn't find outside of social media. Um, So I would go into LinkedIn and do a search on skill sets and then I would read the bio and if I was intrigued, if the person had a resume, I would download the resume and I would take a look at that. So you could always add the resume. And here's the honest truth. Does it make a lot of sense for you to have the same exact thing on your profile as it is in your resume? I don't think so. They should complement one another. They should not be mirror images. Now, for those of you who are just starting out and who have your resume on LinkedIn, that's nice. That's great. It's a starting point. But what you ultimately want to do is build on that. And what one thing that we'll probably get into later, but once you get on and you have your resume uploaded, if that's what you want. Some people don't want their resume uploaded, but if you're one of those people, especially if you're junior, and you want your resume in the system in a PDF, that's great. And then you really build out a nice profile for yourself. Some of the things that you won, your accomplishments, um, your achievements and the awards you've won. If you want to put that on the profile, that's great. It really should mirror some of the things you do. Now, what the resume can't do or doesn't do too much later, LinkedIn can do up front. You could also have recommendations. People you know, may say you've done a good job. Ask them on the job. Ask them if they'd be willing to write a recommendation for you. Um, and then put it on LinkedIn. And I mean, I always like to make people's job easy. If they write a recommendation, great. I'll take it and we'll put it on LinkedIn. But if it's a job that I worked on, I think it's okay if you begin to do some of the framework of, of the um of the recommendation, send it to them and say, is this on, is this in line with your thinking about the recommendation? Cause it's when people ask to do, when people ask me to provide them with a recommendation, I want to, I really do. But sometimes, you know, life gets in the way, work gets in the way and we don't always respond as quickly as people want us to. So sometimes if you begin to the framework of the recommendation, it makes the person a little more, interested in helping you sooner because you you have the skeleton already for them. Also, I think it it moves people to action because they see that you're really serious about this. I have asked people to write me a recommendation and I've actually sent them a skeleton and it's worked out well. Some people rewrite what I had provided to them and it really doesn't matter if they rewrite it as long as it's a, as it's a good recommendation because the bottom line is that it's a recommendation. It's on your LinkedIn profile for others to see. 
and it's an opportunity to show that you do good work and people like the work that you do. So if you have an opportunity to get those recommendations on LinkedIn, please do so. I encourage you to do that. If you've done work that's good, ask the person for a recommendation. When they say yes, go right ahead on LinkedIn and send them a link for the recommendation. And if they're taking a while to get that recommendation for you, be proactive and say, hey, look, I hope you don't mind. I took the liberty of beginning to write the skeleton of the recommendation for the work that I did for you. This is what I think, um, how the recommendation should be laid out. But please feel free to edit it any way you want and please forward it back when you're done. And voila, you have a recommendation. And what I found is that it makes people's job a little easier if you do that, if you provide them with the skeleton of the recommendation. Not only that, it really calls people to action because they really see that you're serious about getting your recommendation. So that's a tip for you. you write that down, use it. Don't be afraid to use it. And you may find that it really works out for you. Okay, so here is another tip. Your LinkedIn profile, similar to your resume, the information on there should be credible. It's, it's a reflection of the work that you've done. It's a reflection of your work history, so it should be credible. And employers should be able to look at that and see the work that you've done and the time frame that you've been there. So it shouldn't be a discrepancy on your LinkedIn profile, how long you've been in an organization, and what's on your resume if you choose to do a chronological LinkedIn profile. The bio format is really nice because you can put a lot of information in and it actually tells a story opposed to more of the chronological way that a resume reads. So please be credible whether you're putting the resume up on LinkedIn or whether you're putting sort of a bio. Another thing you want to keep in mind is what is your personal brand that you're demonstrating on LinkedIn? I mentioned this earlier in that what picture, what's the picture that you have on LinkedIn? It should be professional, preferably it should be a smile or, you know, professional looking photo. And it's, if you have to get someone to spell check it, do that because it is a reflection of you. And some employers will look at a resume or LinkedIn profile that's not well done and they could use it could be used against you in terms of you not being called for an interview. You you should also don't be afraid to use the jargon in your industry on your LinkedIn profile. It shows that you know the language. It shows that you are well knowledgeable within the organization. So don't be afraid to demonstrate the field that you're in. If you're in financial services, don't be afraid to use that jargon. Now, if you also have done something, let's say media, I know they seem like they're contrasting the contrasting industries. I, I know someone who told me their son, who I believe is an engineer, but he also did music. Now, there's actually a numbers correlation there, but the fact that he actually does music, he has that on his uh, LinkedIn profile. And he actually speaks the language of the music. So there may be other opportunities as well. It's interesting how social media can really benefit you um, in ways that you may not be thinking. For example, um, someone contacted me about 
being on their panel um, and they were recommended. Uh, I was recommended by someone they knew and they went on, I guess went online and they Googled me and went on LinkedIn and they saw my profile and some of the things that I've done and they uh, they went to the show. Um, so they had an opportunity to hear me speak, uh, which worked in my benefit. So yay me, right? Um, so don't be afraid to put information up on social media. If you have done panels, if you have been a keynote, if you have a talk show like I do, make sure that that's listed so people can get an opportunity to find out who you are. It's your brand, right? So if they're looking at what you've done, what you've accomplished, great. Now they get a chance to see what you like in action. Some people may use YouTube and they may link that. What's great about LinkedIn is they can that could also be linked in to your LinkedIn, no pun intended. That could be linked in to your LinkedIn and you can show your brand and show your knowledge and just show who you are. People get to see you. They get to see you in action and can work for your benefit. So, And keep in mind, we're talking about branding here. So make sure you pick and choose media that makes you look good. Don't just choose the media because it's available and that's all you have. Sometimes if the... The media is not great media. You're better off leaving it off until you can really get good, good media. So keep in mind, if you, when you create media, keep in mind when you create media that you want it to be polished media. You want it to really look good because it's part of your branding. It's part of who you are. And when people see you, I mentioned earlier about putting a statement when you first start your profile. It could be an achievement statement. It could be a summary, overall summary of the work that you've done. But what you want to definitely do is highlight some of the work that you're most proud of, your accomplishments. And that should be done in sort of a summary format. Um, I talk about par statements. That's the problem, action, results. Some people call them stars. That's a situation, task, actions and results. And that's a formula that you use in order to really build your accomplishments. And it's a way to quantify and qualify the work that you've done and how you were able to add value. So when you begin to kind of drill out your profile on LinkedIn, you really want to put some accomplishments. And here's the thing, over time, your accomplishments would change, right? What you've done at one organization or what you've done one year, you may have done something that's really interesting that really add value this year. So don't be afraid to update your LinkedIn profile when you have something good to add. Two things happens. One, it's updated to the most relevant information. And two, every time you make an update, everyone in your network will get alerted to you have an update on your LinkedIn profile. So they, it alerts them to come look and see what you've done that's new. Now, you have to deselect if you don't want people to look at your resume or your profile every time you update your LinkedIn profile, but it's really nice to have that feature left on so that when you have an update, people can go and see what you're doing. LinkedIn is always very proud to say, you know, X number of people looked at your profile this week, you're up by 17% or 30%. And often that is done by things uh, like, updating your profile. If you publish a post, if you publish an update, 
if you add a picture. So the more active you are on LinkedIn, the more looks you'll get at your at your resume. If you like a post that someone else has put on LinkedIn, people will get alerted to that. And if your profile looks interesting, they'll click on it. There are other things to do to get people to look at your profile, especially if you're looking for a job, right? You need to probably, if you're looking for a job, you need to be more active on LinkedIn. And here's the thing, social media can be a time sucker. Everybody says that and it's true. And LinkedIn is no different. So kind of carve out, you know, half an hour, if you're looking for a job, an hour a day, and you may not even need that much. You want to congratulate people. You want to send people note. You want to tell people that you're looking for a job. You want to update your profile. You want to like some things that you are interested in. You may even want to become a subject matter expert if you're not already, but show the world that you're a subject matter expert and you can write a post on things that are interesting in the industry or things that you've discovered. So those are ways to get people to see your posts, to get people to connect with you professionally. And if people like what you have to say, when they have an opportunity at the job, maybe they'll think about you. Maybe they'll recommend you. So you always should be a little active. I think we should carve out a little time once a month, at the very least, if you're not looking for a job, once a month just to go on and see what the updates are on LinkedIn. When I was working a standard job when I was there from seven o'clock in the morning, oftentimes at seven o'clock at night, I really didn't look at LinkedIn too much unless I was looking for someone to hire for a job. Now I would say I'm on LinkedIn at least once a week. And that's because of the work that I do and the people that I want to reach and how I really want to open up my network. So depending on where you are in your career and what you're doing should determine how much time you should spend on social media. And when you've actually have a really large network and you're well connected or just, and and here's the thing, if you're lucky enough to have a really small connected network, that's even better, right? Because you have to reach less people in order to get more things done. That's excellent. And you won't have to go on as often. You just want to update and figure out what people are and what they're doing and congratulate them. We're going to go on a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by the documentary feature film, Autistic Like Me. The film explores the emotional challenges fathers face coping with children living with autism. For information on the film and to view a clip, go to www.autisticlikeme.net. Welcome back. All right, so... We talked about branding. We talked about your accomplishments. We talked about PAR statements just a little bit. The problem, action, results. The STAR statements, which is the same as the PAR, but you're talking about the situation, the tasks that you took, the actions, and the results. So we that's really quantifying and qualifying the work that you've done. You want to add some of those. Those are the tools that will help you create your achievement statements. So you definitely want to have some of those on your resume. What else do you need to know? We already talked about recommendations, what other people have said about you. And we talked about moving forward and asking people to go ahead and write a recommendation right away after you've done some good work. And if they haven't written it, maybe you want to start writing it for them and send it to them. One thing that I've noticed that people neglect to put on their LinkedIn profile is really talking about some of the skill sets they have. In this particular case, I'm referring to the tools that they use. If they're a graphic designer, list the programs that you use. If you are a recruiter, 
list the programs and the recruiting tools that you've used. If you are a studio tech, list the equipment and the type of programs that you've used. What I'm saying is make sure you list them because oftentimes in jobs, they're looking for a particular skill set, but they're looking for the tools that you use as well. They may want to hire an engineer that have used X equipment because that way you can hit the ground running when you start working at the organization and it's very little downtime. So be sure to list the tools that you used. And if you use a program or some tools that are dated, don't be afraid to share that information as well. One of the things that may come up, especially as people look at age discrimination, if they were working on some programs that were quite dated, people may not want to keep that on their profile, which is fine. I, tef- I definitely understand that. Some of this is art and some of this is skill set, right? So when you put your profile together, if it's one of those things where you feel that putting a really dated system on your profile or in your resume is going to hurt you rather than help you, please take it off. But in some cases, for example, I was working for an organization who, in part of their strategy, technology was not part of their overall strategy. So they pretty much used some pretty dated programming methods in their recruiting process and in in the work that they did on a daily basis. So they looked for individuals who had this particular mainframe database skill set. And some people didn't put that on their resume because it was dated and they didn't feel it was relevant. So it was challenging to find someone who knew how to do that programming and then who kind of remembered how to do that programming, right? Because they hadn't used it in a while. So in that particular case, it was better that the person added that database, although it was dated on their resume. So FYI, if it's one of those things where you think it's going to help, add it to your profile. If you think it's going to hurt, use your judgment call. So I think that we covered a lot in today's session. And your resume, again, is one tool that you can use to land a job, but your LinkedIn profile is really for the whole world to see. They can go on, Google you, go into LinkedIn and find the profile. So always put your best foot forward, highlight your skill set, have a summary of the work that you've done. Make sure that it reads like you were able to make a contribution to the organizations. Qualify and quantify as much as you can. It's nice to have a bio or more descriptive or storytelling profile. It's great. Some people prefer to do chronological. Now, the chronological piece is going to be on your profile anyway, because when you begin to build your profile, you have to put the dates in where you worked. So you're always going to have that chronological profile. So this is a place where you can add the chronological and the autobiographical information. So it actually begins to tell the story. So since this tool is so wonderful and that you can really build it out so you can shine, let your LinkedIn profile work for you. Again, use the bells and whistles. Congratulate people when they have a work anniversary or when they have an announcement. If you have time, write 
put it out there and show that you're a subject matter expert and you can update it on a post. So everyone in your network will see that you are a subject matter expert if you have the time. Now, some people don't have the time to do that. So what is just as good is that if there's an article that you read and you're interested in, more than likely someone else will be interested in it too. So share it. Or you can like another article and people will see that you liked it. So there's more than one way to be engaging on LinkedIn. So I wish you much success in building your profile. And if you have any questions, you could always go to my profile on LinkedIn, which is Janie Pilgrim. That's J-A-N-N-I-E, last name Pilgrim like Thanksgiving, P-I-L-G-R-I-M. I could also be found on Facebook as Janie Pilgrim. I'm also on Pinterest and Twitter. The Twitter I'm on as the Deal FM. And I'm always willing to connect. And you can send me a message through LinkedIn. I didn't mention that earlier, but LinkedIn, if you're connected to somebody, you can go ahead and send them a message and say, how are you doing? So be feel free to send me a message via LinkedIn. I'm more than happy to connect. And there's more than one way to connect with me. So use the social media to your advantage. Again, I wish you much luck, much success. And use LinkedIn so that you can shine. Thank you and good night. Your life is greater than your current opposition. To advance, you must take a chance. Let your gift be your guide. It's your North Star. Meditate on it. You are bound to go far. Brought to you by The Career Lounge. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.